Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Hi. Hello there. We're back for another week. You can listen on the Hot 101.5 app. You can listen on iTunes. Just type in Miguel and Holly Uncensored or on Spotify. Oh. All you got to do is just type in Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Make sure to rate and subscribe. And also, we now put the videos up on YouTube and you mm. can see our beautiful faces as we do the Miguel and Holly Uncensored podcast. That's right. Um, so I want to start everything off with some really positive stuff. Oh, good. Um, obviously, if you have been living under a rock for the past few hours, depending upon when you listen to this podcast, the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that they are. Insane. Yes. Oh. Yes. It's oh, my God. Re- really interesting. Um, I was really curious because I wanted to dig down deep on the podcast about just sports in general mm. because as a person who grew up not liking sports, not liking the people that played the sports in high school and the person who was like, well, what about everybody else here at the school that's in drama club or student council or yearbook or all the other stuff? Why is so much of the spotlight hogged up by the sports teams. Now, contrast that with now, I'm super excited. Uh, watch the game. Well, it was on, and everyone in the house was watching it. And <laughs> you were in I the room. I watched yeah. it. I was in the room while the TV was on, and I would, like, peek in and see what was going on. But what I found fascinating is watching Scott's reaction to it and watching how it was like an emotional moment for you yeah. to like have them when they when you finally realize okay it's happening they're going to the super bowl um and then also uh my fiance being from buffalo yeah and seeing how you know people from buffalo they're notoriously known because i didn't know this before mm. abe and i were together oh well yeah like why the, would you know right there's no reason because i'm not a sports person and i'm not from there but the whole bills mafia the yeah. buffalo bills and how like just super crazy and into their football team they are and how they've been bad for a long time but like you would never know it about the spirit in the city i mean the first time that i went to buffalo in the airport, it was uh, we love Buffalo, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo's Mafia. Like they love their team. Oh yeah. yeah, they do. And it was very emotional for them. I don't understand. Like I'm excited and I'm like I'm happy for the city. And then you know my brain is like I'm happy for the businesses that get to like have the money after they've been hurting, yeah. especially in a pandemic year and all this stuff. That's true. But for you, it goes beyond that. I help me as a non-sports person understand why it's so emotional. I think for me, I mean, one, it's very emotional because it, I've never been in a city where the team is going to the highest level of performance, which would be the Super Bowl. And, you know, to be completely honest, I grew up in, like, the sports world is what you'd call, like, a Dolphins fan. I was a Miami Dolphins because I was born down there. Whole family was die hard. And so football in general, sports in general, like, were kind of installed in me. From the very beginning, like I was a little baby in a little Dolphins onesie, 
That was me. But it was also because that was, for me, it was always how I bonded, you know, a lot of the times with my dad. Like, we would sit down, like, Sundays we would watch football or college mm. football Saturdays we would watch football. Mm-hmm. And so I just love the sport. And it goes even deeper because I played the sport for so long. You know, before I went to college, my entire, like, my persona was sports. That's who I was. I was this outgoing, very athletic sports jock dude. Not like one of those in a movie where you think, like, oh, just a bro out there playing sport. I just love the game. I love the part about being on a team and that's also why it's emotional because you're watching these players and you know the amount of work that they've put in and you see that they're getting to actually see the benefit of putting in those long hours, especially for the Bucks, who, you know, they haven't been there in a long time. They haven't had much success at all in a long time. And so it's really cool to see a team that hasn't been there in so long get there. It's, you know, I get tired of seeing the same teams that get there all the time because it's like, okay, there's, you know, 30 other teams. Let's kind of mix it up a little bit, but when you're good, you're good. But watching them go and perform, especially when there's a lot of doubters and haters that just throughout the years, and now you're having a team that's proving them wrong, it's cool. And it's cool to see a city just come together. That's why I love sports so much is because it brings people together. You have this gigantic team, and right now, that's why I was so pumped because I was like, Tampa Bay, like this is so cool to live in the city. Like, y'all, we all have something now that we're like cheering forward, and it gets even amplified. This is why it's even more emotional because – our other teams have won. The Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Unreal. Right. And then we had the Rays make it to the World Series. Unreal. And now we have the Bucks going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it really is crazy. It's nuts that it's all happening in this city of Tampa Bay. So to see that happening and to see, like, you know, the chances of it happening, it's, sorry, but it's almost like hitting the lotto where it's like you're going, well, obviously it's never been done before, going to the Super Bowl in your own town after your other teams in the city have made it to the highest level performance it's just all of those things combined with all my background of sports. It's just made into one. I'm like, that is so cool to see and to experience. And it's like anything with history, because I know, Miguel, you like history. Like, mm-hmm. this is a historic moment to just grab and capture. And I'm going to love seeing just the positive energy that's going to flow through our city and the benefits that's going to come after it. Because now, officially, like, obviously, Tampa Bay is a huge city that a lot of people know of. But, like, you can't hide it now. Like, now it's a successful city when it comes to even sports teams because – for so long, we weren't. The only one that was really actually kind of successful was, like, the Lightning. Right. And now it's, well, all the teams. What are you going to say right. now? Sorry, it's the city of champions. And it's, people have given me crap for that because they're like, well, the Rays didn't actually win. They made it to blah, the blah, World blah. Series. I'm like, shh, shh, don't steal the shine. God, right. that is, yeah, that's looking at a negative situation. Even though, like, that's amazing. That it's is amazing to even get there. Incredible. It's now, incredible. Holly, what about for you? Have you been emotional about this? Um, I have, I did get, I, I got a little bit, um, I felt the tears prick, prick my eyeballs a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I will be during the Super Bowl. Right. And I mean, I, there's not much, Scott did such a good job of trying to encapsulate why people get so wrapped up in it. For me too, I'm coming at it as like, obviously I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And I, maybe it's like a lot of kids bond with their parents over this. Yeah. So like my dad was, has always been a Browns fan. I feel like everyone's dad in Cleveland is a Browns fan. Like you got your old orange and brown, like ugliest colors in the damn entire <laughs> league. But like, that's what we had. That's what you have. And Cleveland in general gets shit on a lot. I mm. mean- We've had some rough times as a city. Right. People call us the mistake by the lake. I get it. Mm-hmm. But 
What sports does for the city is it, and this is echoing what Scott said, it unites a city. Mm -hmm. Mm. So it doesn't matter if you are, you know, living on the east side or the west side of Cleveland. It doesn't matter if you're down in the suburbs. It doesn't matter if you're, like, dirt poor living in, like, legit Cleveland proper where they've had where they have had a lot of rough times over the last several decades. Finally, I think with the with LeBron coming through, they kind of really fixed it up. But like it didn't matter your economic status. Everybody could get behind the home team. Yeah. Mm. And um I just I think what put me on that path was it was I believe 1986. I was 4 mm-hmm. and the Browns were in the playoffs that year. And like my dad not a a dude of a lot of words, right? right. Like he's pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. He's pretty tame, but he was so pumped. And as a 4-year-old, I can remember this. And we got like this big bucket. I don't know what came in it originally, popcorn maybe or whatever. And it had like all of the, you know, computerized play- player signatures on it. Yeah. And he like well, loved this bucket. And then eventually when the Browns did, did not go further than the playoffs, um it became a crayon bucket. Ah. But they had a song <laughs> like how that's why I was so excited about Scott's song because in the 80s the quarterback at the time and why do I'm not huge into sports, but I knew that the quarterback was Bernie Kosar and they had a song about him that they would play on the radio and we would all be like they're singing about Bernie. Like we knew fucking Bernie Kosar <laughs> not but like we all felt like we did mm. and it just it's something that it it really does bring people together it really does it mm. makes you feel this sense of passion and all in for your city where mm-hmm. you're living and that's why tampa bay unfortunately gets the short end of the stick a lot of the time with sports in general because we're a newer city. Yes, right. exactly. Newer teams. So when you talk about, like, and I'm sure Abe could speak to this, like the Bills Mafia, that goes back for generations yeah. of no, people that have, like, passed down their love of this team. And included in the love of the team, it's like the love of the city. Mm-hmm. Like, Cleveland been through some ish. but and, and the Browns were terrible, like, terrible. We had that whole video of the guy talking about how it was the factory of sadness, Brown, the Brown Stadium. Mm. Like, why are you even here? We hate you. And I'll see you next week. Because it's like that weird spirit that never dies. Yeah. Because there's always like, well, what if? Right. I mean, it's it's possible. And then it continued to not be possible. But like, and then, so putting aside the Browns for a second and then going into another sport, because I've always been, my dad was always more into football. I'm sure some parents are more into like basketball or, or whatever the case. But yeah. my dad was always a football dude. So, that's what I grew up watching. So I was never big into basketball, but all of the Cleveland teams have been terrible for years mm. until LeBron, who argued, I would argue, the GOAT. I know there's a Michael Jordan issue there, mm-hmm. but we won't, we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> but when he actually did win Cleveland the championship a few years back, I am not a basketball fan. I watched that game. And at the end of it, I, I found the video accidentally the other day. I'm, like, sobbing. Yeah. I was sobbing mm. because I was, like, this this means that – I almost hesitate to say this, but I was, like, this means we matter. Like, it mean, mm. it's, it's recognition that we exist. Right. And we are, you know, players in the country. We're here. You can hear us. We're not, like, just the joke that you've laughed about all these years. Like, mm. we did the damn thing. Right. I'm sobbing for that reason. So now, present day, 
you know, here we are in Tampa Bay. And what do you do as radio people? We're very transient. As radio people, we've been to different cities. Miguel, you and I lived in Panama City, which they don't have any sports teams. So that was kind of a wash. But when you move to a city, you sort of take on the vibe of that city, at least if you're going to be considering that city your home. And for us, especially on the radio, we're talking to, you know, this city as our home. So we absorb it. We take it in. Right. And the fact that someone, I'm pretty sure even the Rowdies, and I feel like the Rowdies get the short end of this day. They do. Poor Rowdies. They even made it to, like, some kind of conference final or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the way that this city has been pulling out these wins. What sucks a little bit is because it's so transient, you have a lot of people here who pull for other teams first. Yeah, right. Because they've come up, they've either come here, they've moved here, they made a retirement here, they started a new life here, and the teams are young teams. I mean, relatively speaking, right? right. They they haven't been around since like, you know, the 60s or the 70s necessarily. So that's where it sucks a little bit because like for me, I came from being a Browns fan, but I'm full in with the Bucks. Yeah, Scott yeah. Scott came in as a Dolphins fan, full in with the Bucks. Exactly. I think you have a lot of people that feel that way. But now that we're at the Super Bowl, it's like, say, I echo the same thing again. I'm like, I've never been in a city where we were going to be in the Super Bowl. It's a little unreal. Right. And again, it goes back to here we are. You will take us seriously in for a, at least a little bit. Mm. And we'll feel like. And everybody else has to recognize. We're like, yeah, okay. Like last year when Kansas City won, we were like, good for them. Right. Good for Patrick Mahomes for doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And like that's how it is with a lot of people. That's why so many people got tired of the Patriots. Yes. Because it was just, it was Every there, there year, wasn't like there. an excitement about the Super Bowl. It was just like, well, who are the Patriots going to play this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Because they had that dynasty built for a while, which clearly now we know it built on Tom Brady. Oh. Yes. Um, but he truly is the best. I mean, so you can't blame that. It yeah. just sucked for a while because you're like, well. It would just get boring. You know, it you, does. you have no chance of like your team being in. And so right. that's why it's like with the Bucks being there, it's just crazy because it's just out of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. not like they were close last year. It's no! not like they were like second place. Like maybe they'll come out of nowhere. My person is a diehard Bucks fan. Yes. His f- entire family. Like I have always known sports fans, but they watch sports. Like I've never seen before. Like mm. in their living room, like, you know, if, if your team scores a touchdown, you're like, yeah. Like your team gets like a first down and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. like, like the sisters and everybody. And, the, and I'm just like, I, was, uh. I, di- I didn't, I didn't grow up like uh. this, but they're like rabid. So like there were some tears yesterday oh, yeah. and it's just so cool to see that feeling of unification happening. I think that's what I'm sort of latching on to and yeah. experiencing is is feeling that pride that you have. Because I feel like I obviously love Tampa Bay for so many other reasons why I think this is right. such a cool city and why we should get more attention on a national stage yeah. um, for all the great things that we have here. But I think it just automatically brings that big old spotlight right on it and people are like whoa like what's in the water down there like what is happening in the city that's making such successful teams mm-hmm. and you can just see the excitement and i think pride right exactly and especially now with everything that's been going on for the past year when it comes to all the divisions we've yes. had how we can't even agree on you know like mask wearing you know like the very simple thing just to keep us and other people safe mm-hmm. but to have this where people can truly come together and 
and enjoy yeah. it. Exactly. It, it, it has been really cool to see and just sort of to understand what it is that makes that that runs people on this and what yeah. makes them so excited about it because it's so this is all very foreign to me like <laughs> I'm from Atlanta and you know when we moved to Denver when I was growing up you know I still like was like go oh, Atlanta Braves go Atlanta Falcons you know even though I wasn't a big sports person but I remember um way back in the day when I was in probably middle school or something I think the Braves played the wait the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the World Series. And I was like, I got my Brave starter jacket on. Hey. Yeah. I still feel angry towards the Braves a little bit because they, the Cleveland Indians, went up against them when I was in middle school. Mm. And it may have been in the World Series or it may have been to like get into the World Series and the Braves won. And we were all like, mm. whatever. <laughs> like, it's just, you have those memories that you carry with you. It's really crazy how sports works like that. Yeah, it's, and I think what I'm also seeing too, and I wish that, and maybe it's changed since I was in high school and it wasn't like I had a horrible experience, but I just, I was very lucky in school growing up as like the gay kid, um, you know, who was like more into the arts and other stuff than everything else. And so it wasn't like, you know, the, quote unquote sports jock were pushing me into my locker or, you know, calling me names. Like there were just a few guys who were not nice um, when I was, you know, still trying to figure out my sexuality and come yeah. to terms with it. And they picked up on that weakness and they would sort of make fun of me. But thankfully, because of my mom instilled in me this confidence that I was just like, bitch, sit down. Like, I don't care about you. Like, and there's those people yeah. in every organization. Right. And right. so what sucks is that you know what I just 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 hit me. You grew up on TV. What right. does TV do? TV gives us stereotypes right. and all the stereotypes for jocks are usually dumb jocks are going to push the, you know, non non-popular kid into a locker. Right. So there were kids like that. Mm-hmm. But combined with your um singular view of how society works based on the TV you watched. Right. It was like there was no chance. No. And then I always just felt slighted and jealous. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, the and at my high school, which was a very nice Roswell High School, had like this beautiful stadium and they would spend uh, thousands, maybe thousands, millions yeah. of dollars on it. And oh, like wow. the football team always had like the nicest stuff. Whereas like, you know, the the show choir or the choirs, we had to like do everything we could to raise money for the little stuff that we had um, or the student council or the drama club. And so I guess I was always just jealous of the attention that the football team got. And I'm like, and back then when I didn't know and didn't um, empathize and appreciate the struggle that they went through and the physical prowess that you have to have to be able to do that and to train in the summertime and do all those things. I didn't understand it. And at the time I didn't care. So I'd be like, well, fuck them. Like as student council, we're working our ass off to plan your damn proms, your, you know, these beautiful ceremonies and stuff. And then they just go throw a ball around and then they get all the glory. (laughs) Once once again, not understanding what they put into it, but I was really jealous of the attention that they got. And I'm like, I am a, I was video yearbook editor and I was like I'm sitting here at lunch every day with a little goddamn sign saying I want you to have these memories that we help create for you but like nobody cares yeah. nobody cares and so I think and maybe it's changed 
if the people that are over those type of programs take a page from the professional teams and like how they give back, how they invest in the community, like, you know, making sure that they are a part of the other parts of school that don't get attention, maybe that would have helped someone like me be a little bit more excited about the football team. Yeah, and it sucks that they didn't because I'm trying to think back to when I was in high school, and, I mean, we had some football players, like, in our spring musical when I was a senior. Mm, We had football players in the show choir. One of them notably went on to play in the NFL. Shout out Rob Sims. Mm. I don't know if he's still playing because I don't – didn't keep up, but he was. Right. And um, they they were, like, sort of sprinkled through. And the other thing that I think is it's that competitive – thing where when you're going to watch a, a musical in the school, when you're going to go see a show choir performance, it is pure entertainment to be enjoyed and you clap and you th- these people put on a great show. Right. You're enjoying the yearbook. You appreciate it. It's great. What sports does is it brings your entire body level up yeah, like there's competitive nature adrenaline mm-hmm. that's involved and then you you're going against another school and we're we're better like nobody's right. nobody's being like well did solon do better for joseph and the amazing technical <laughs> Dream Code or did Nordonia? <laughs> who's the better joseph it's a sing-off like right. no, that's not really happening yeah, so i right. think there's that aspect but what and maybe it's because i was in band <clears throat> we did you ever go to a high school football game with your friends oh I me feel, you probably didn't Oh, you wouldn't want to. No, no. Right. I I was Yeah. I was such a bitch and such I was so uh <laughs> I'm sure you felt very um justified in your Oh, cuz you girl, you know I love a soapbox oh, and I, I love being like, yeah. "Well," and so I mean, I was so hard-headed back then that when I was on the homecoming court, um and I was homecoming prince for the homecoming game, we were decorating the gym that afternoon and that evening. And up into the football game because the dance was like the next day in the gym. And I was like, I'm not going to the game. I will walk out for halftime when the court goes out on the field with my mom. And then I will immediately take off my suit, go back to the gym and finish doing the hard work of putting on this damn dance. Like, that's how hard-headed Ooh, I was. bitterness, it just flows yes. right out. But Girl. see, what happened was, even as the band, you sort of also take ownership for that team. And, like, mm. yeah, you and do. the cheerleaders do, and the color yes. guard do, and anybody that is working part of that organization. And here's something embarrassing about me. Like, I understand football. I get the basic principles of it. There are some times when I'm watching a game and I'm like, yeah, oh, wait, was that, that was bad. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, boo. Like, I'm... I'm a little bit football illiterate. Like, I get it overall, but there's some ins and outs that I'm still like, oh. And you would think, having been to every football game of my entire high school career, I ought to pick something up. Right. But that didn't stop my spirit. Like, it Mm. still was like, we would go, we'd sit in the seats, and then, like, they can. And I still remember specific plays and the players that pulled them off. Like, I remember Deontay Farrell taking it down for a 98-yard touchdown. And we were just in the stands like, this is our – this is our classmate that I sit next to in in reading. Deontay just did that. Like, what? Like you lose mm, your mind. It's, yeah. I don't know why sports does that to people, but it's like there. It does that, and that, and that's probably why your school obviously put so much money into it because they were getting so much more money out oh, of it absolutely. from the community because yes. community. After you leave high school, you're not. That's not a thing unless you go on to college to play. 
you just want to keep reliving that same adrenaline, that same excitement. So all the community still comes out and supports these high school teams because they remember, like, how cool it felt when they were there. Exactly. So, yeah, it, it might have helped you if you had, like, even one friend that was, like, pro football and right. could have shared their excitement so you could see the other side of it. Unfortunately, you didn't, and that's why it never struck a chord with you. Yeah, and and I I don't regret a lot, but I do regret holding on to that bitterness mm, uh, because yeah. I feel as if I've had the streak of bitterness in my life that, like, if there's still traces of it, and I have to sometimes, I have to recognize it and then beat it back down and be like, all right, Miguel, like, calm down. That's but, a psychological thing, by the way. That's, it is. It's like, um, and my friend shared this article with me where there's like, you anybody can be victimized anybody mm. can feel like a victim there's different types of victimization and that would be victimization on a systemic level where you feel like you know you like you're being something is being taken away from you right and it's not fair right and be- it wasn't right i mean and but i feel like there are other ways that i could have tapped into that and sort of said, well, how can I be a part of that? Or how can I not be bitter? And then understand that in the ecosystem of life, you know, like the football team and the money they brought in probably helped pay for my senior year. Our yearbook was in color. You know, the full yearbook right. was in color. As and, opposed to like maybe a football team that didn't do so well, maybe the entire yearbook program got axed. Right. Yeah. You know, and so there are those little things that you just don't, those nuances that you no don't one, think about by the when way, you're young. is expecting a 17-year-old <laughs> to have any part of that sort of consciousness. Like right. it just right. doesn't exist. Your no. brain is not prepared for that. So no. of course you were bitter. Yeah, you don't have the, the, the worldview to sort of understand and empathize with you know, how many of those kids that were on the football team, you know, maybe were in a, another uh, part of town. And so they were able to get a scholarship that exactly. they never would have gotten because of that. And like, I understand that now. Yeah. Mm. And I think it, it really started to hit me what I missed out on the morning after we won the Stanley Cup for the Lightning. Mm. And I remember we opened up the show and I played a clip. Um, of the announcers, you know, because they get so, like, hyped up. That's and they were, like, get lit. Ah! <laughs> Screaming. And then right at the end of it when they were like, they won the Stanley Cup. And then we played uh, Thunderstruck um, that they play mm. at the Lightning Games. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I remember that morning, and it's probably on our Facebook page because we do the first break um, on video. I, I almost started crying. And I yeah. was like, and literally afterwards we were off the air, I was like, the hell was that? Why did you just get so emotional? That's pride. That's what it is. That's where it comes from. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. Like, did you get one of those moments of glory when you were playing football, Scott? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, my last year, I we went undefeated. Like my last senior year as the captain of the football team, one of them, and we like we literally won every single game up until the playoffs. Then we lost mm. out of the state championship. But like that was like. You know, in high school, it's like you win, like, a district championship, which is like you're the best in the area. Beat all the other high schools. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, bragging rights. Huge Mm. bragging rights. Mm. Because, you know, there were so many moments like that where, you know, you'd have a rival high school. And it's like that sets the tone for conversations with other high schoolers throughout the, you know, that little piece of area. And I remember every time that we played this one, one, I was on the varsity team, we played this one team. And for both of the years that I was on it, like, we won like and it was just massive because years before like they would just kick our butt kick our butt kick our butt and i like there was a play i you know go down my high school days 
there's like it was so close at the very end. This was gonna be like our first time winning or second time to actually it was our senior year, my senior year. And I'm going to be undefeated. But this team, if they would have scored this touch, it would have ruined our season. It was like mm. one of the last games, it got delayed, all these things. And their guy was taken off. And he was going, he was like like got around some guys, and I just kept chasing him, kept chasing. This is my moment of glory. Kept chasing him. And like all of a sudden he was in front of me. And I stripped the ball and I fumbled and like we got it back and be like, you know, there's little moments, but that lives with me because it was like, you know, there's so many lessons you take from it for like, don't give up and always be persistent with that goal. But because of those little moments like that always replays in my head of like, damn, like we went on to win the rest of our, Mm. you know, regular season and it all could have changed with that one play. But we also won against a team that, you know, for so many years kicked our butt. So those little senses of pride, like literally kind of carry on to these these days. Literally, I still have dreams about playing. Very, mm. very often, actually. It depends on the season. But, like, I'll have dreams where I'm, like, l- back in the stadium, back on the goal line, about to play. And, like, I miss it tremendously because there is that sense of pride. There's that sense of community. There's that sense of teamwork that when you're all working toward one goal, it just feels amazing when you accomplish it. And I think the best way to compare it is, like, earlier, you know, last year when the show got a, a huge award, you know, best local morning show. <laughs> and it just it showed because we were all busting our butt for so long to just – Let's keep putting in the work, even with the pandemic. Keep putting in more hours. Keep putting in more hours. And that same feeling when you open it up and you're like, holy crap. Like, we just got best local morning show. Mm. It paid off. Right. That feeling is like no other. And it's the best way to kind of compare to sports where, you know, Tampa Bay wins. It's like, holy crap. We've been crapped on for so long. And now we have something we're all in this together. And having people around the streets wearing Bucks jerseys. And I do want to even say, like, people that are like, Oh, now all the bandwagoners. Like, no, you want the bandwagoners yes. because it doesn't matter if you started from the beginning or they're starting right now. It, all that matters is that you're rooting for the team. A right. cheer is a cheer. Mm-hmm. Come, and I, I say it openly. I'm a bandwagoner. Absolutely. I right. said it in the beginning of the podcast. I wasn't originally a Bucks fan, but I moved over here. I like the team. And now it's like, now it's even more exciting. Why yeah. not cheer for your city's team? I don't know. People that that are like lifelong fans that are like, well, these bandwagoners. Like, it's like, how do you think you gain new fans? Yeah. That's where, how right? you win. Where you win. do the fans come from? Nobody's getting, jumping more. on the bandwagon when they're losing. Exactly. Right. And the more that yeah. bandwagoners jump on, that's like, it all. It's better for all of us. Everybody benefits. And that's like the big picture is like, okay, well, that means more tickets will be sold next year. That means more money will go into the program. That means more people will buy things around the city. More businesses will prosper because of it. You have All more people things. to yell in the stands exactly. when we can go and be in the stands again. Like right. it's just I, I don't understand. Everything I think that's works together. A yes. weird way I've, to try to one up yourself. So yeah, whatever. I've always hated the people that talk about the bandwagon fans I'm a because bandwagon. I'm like that is how you get the team to to grow. Yes. And to me, it's sort of like whenever people say that like an artist has sold out. Because right. you know you can now hear their music in a commercial or or TV <laughs> show or something people. like they're that. They're so they're so um, like high and mighty. Right. Well, and what I I, I broke it down because there were a couple of um, street teamers that we had back in the day. It was our, our promotions kids, um, and a lot of them come through our sister radio station, ninety seven X, and so a lot of them are that sort of alternative music, and they they live in that world. Yeah. And one time they were talking about I don't remember who it was. Um, some artists, and they were like, well, yeah, bleep them. I don't like them anymore. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, if you liked them so much back in the day, wouldn't you want them to be rewarded for their craft and, like, be able to, you know, pay for their life instead of just schlepping around in an unmarked van this whole time? Like, 
Don't you want to see your people successful? Like, one of the only artists that I can ever claim that, like, I listened to them before then, John Mayer. Yeah, yeah. I was introduced to him back in high school right before his album dropped. And I have I was so excited when he was, like, at the top of the uh, of uh, pop culture. And he was, like, selling records and on the radio. And I was like, bitch, sell out. Put <laughs> your song and your music anywhere you can because you have such a precious craft. And I love that more people are uh, are able to understand and and empathize or not that's not the right word understand why i connected with your music and it speaks to them in such a different way yeah i don't understand why people wouldn't want their favorite band or sports team to get more glory yeah. and praise that it's doesn't make sense to me. is it a jealousy th- think think back to bitter miguel right who was jealous at the end of the day right is it a jealousy thing where you feel like you discovered this new artist that's like an first. unknown, and then when more people are on, you're like, well, you don't know them like I do. Yeah. Is it a jealousy issue? I, I, I'm actually curious. I don't know an ownership? if it's jealous. I think it's maybe that one upper. I mean, mm. and I, I can't speak to like those people that said that if they are like the one upper type people yeah but i can imagine there has to be a sense of that of like well i listened to john mayer before anybody else so now you're just late to the game you're not as good as me you're not not as as good as me maybe that's but they're putting themselves up on that pedestal so they must be insecure to begin with well i mean and you see that now with posts it's like i've been a bucks fan forever and now all these people are jumping on board it's like I get like maybe you didn't get the recognition or you didn't get the glory when they were, you know, down in the dumps. Right. But, you right. know, it it depends on how you want to look at it. It's like two roads. It's like you could either cheer with more people or you could just sit alone and be like, well, I watch them for the beginning. Like, why would you want the team that you've been cheering for your whole life right. to be playing in front of like a half empty, empty stadium because they didn't attract any more fans? Right. Like, you don't want that. You want them to be celebrated. It doesn't make sense. No, not at all. Make it make sense. So I, I'm excited. I'm it act- is exciting. It's extremely I, exciting right I'm now. I'm pumped about what's going to happen. Like, I'm already trying to figure out, and, like, obviously, I feel like you need to pre – it's a prerequisite to say this in COVID times. But I want to figure out if I can bring my daughter down to the Riverwalk mm. oh, yeah. during some of these celebrations because I feel like – She's seven. If I had done something like that, it would have been memorable for me. You know what right. I mean? Oh, yeah. What age. they do for the Super Bowl is so cool. I've gotten to go to a couple where they all oh. the tents and the interactions. It's going to be different this year with COVID. But, right. like, it is so cool because they literally, like, you're going to see so many just gigantic things put up around the city for fan interaction. The fan experience is what they call it. They so, are, yeah. And it's, it's super like, cool. So over two and a half miles of just like that. And so I obviously we're not going to the Super Bowl. And I don't even want to go on that Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would want to go maybe like on a Friday or Saturday. I'm sure they have stuff going on. Just so she can experience. Yeah, you don't get to experience it all the time. It's not like that. the Super Bowl is always in your city. It it's a very special moment right now. Has never been for me. No, yeah. I feel like um, I was going to work on getting uh, Mayor Jane Castor uh. of Tampa on the air this week to sort of chat with her about what it means for the city. Yeah. Um, to cool. not only have the Super Bowl here, but then to also have our team and, you know, how this helps us out from, like, that big view that she gets to see. Mm-hmm. So I, I just – it's going to be exciting, and I hope that – if you are a person that's not into sports and if you happen to make it through um, this podcast, maybe you checked out beforehand, yeah. hopefully. Um, because even I, like, I find that sometimes um, when even our sister station, The Bone, 
uh, Drew Garaba, who's on in the afternoon with John Sinning. Like when they talk sports, when they talk about the human part of it, I'll t- I'll listen because I'm curious about it. But when they start talking about stats and stuff, yeah, that I'm gets like, a little too. Well, let me put on my NPR podcast. Well, that's because- like for very uh, different subset yeah. of yeah. fans who want to get into the X's and O's. But right. for like literally. for me, for literally for me for radio or any sort of like, but see, they have a niche there. But like it, the 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 human aspect is what makes it so compelling. Yes, it wouldn't be as compelling if you were just like, well, he went in for a maybe they should have done this. Like, right? A, a good portion of fans aren't into that. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know about no intersection touching. Inter- just, just root. Just root. Just here. Go, go sports. Yeah, exactly. Go Bucks. Let's just go football at least. Yes. Not sports. Yes. Go exactly. sports. Go Bucks. All right, Scott. What's your social media? At Scott Tavlin. S C O T T T A V L I N. Holly. Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And mine is Miguel Fuller. M I G U E L F U L L E R on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Radio Miguel on Facebook. And if you want to leave a review, please do it. It really helps us out on Apple Podcasts and. You can listen on Spotify. And if you are part of the Platypus Posse and you want a Miguel and Holly sticker, just shoot me an email with your information, Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com, and we will see you Wednesday. Hit that button, girl. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.